Uh, it really started by just sending some of these out to parties to our mates, and they were drinking it. And uh, and the first thing is, oh, not homebrew. <laughs> and then they, they tried. From then, the university. Yeah, the university. You've yeah. given them PTSD. Yeah, that's it. And they, and they took a squig and they were surprised. And I was even getting comments back from people who took to their party and other people out of town. They were saying, oh, where do you get this beer from? This is really good. Where do you get it from? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get used to it after a while, but uh, <laughs> no, it's good fun. Welcome to another episode of the Drinks of Jackson podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jackson, and today we've ventured out of the studio once again. We're in uh, Shep East at the Three Legged Cow Brewing headquarters with uh, Jeremy Blight. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, cruising. Cruising, cruising buddy. Come off night shift yet again uh, into a potty, so no doubt this beer will go down uh, quite well. Yeah, well, you've got a nice little El Morado there, so it's a nice five percent up. That'll get you kicking along. A little grenades, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I had a bit of a chuckle to myself as I was pulling into your driveway, and I'm thinking, "Fuck!" Like, how the hell do they come up with the names of these uh, beers? And obviously, you got the bellowing donkeys in one paddock at the front. So, yeah. So, yeah, we try and um, because the name is is like farm related, and we're on a farm. Um, it was quite easy to pick names and. And we want to go on the, the, the crazy side a bit, uh, like the three-legged cow, you know, a bit crazy. And so we pick names that kind of mean something to us for our beers as well. So, um, yeah, so the bellowing donkeys, for example, uh, we've got four donkeys in the front paddock there, as you saw. Um, and after we do a brew, we uh, drop the mash over, uh, the, uh, sorry, the, um, the grain, the mash grain, and then they uh, just hoe into it, right? So what happened uh, when we were... Um, producing a lot in a row and we always kind of dropped it over at five o'clock because you need, need time for that to cool down. Uh, they'd be, the next day they'd be bellowing, they'd be eoring at us to give us the grain. Yeah. So it's so about strike. five o'clock every day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that name come from, from uh, for our, one of our pale ales there. Oh, so good. Yeah. Ah. Well, uh, you guys, I think uh, the first time I met you was off the back of doing the beer reviews during COVID and had a bit of a chuckle when I met you <laughs> at the uh, Beer Fest in Chev. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's quite remarkable, like, what you guys have been able to do and the quality of your beers, and that sort of stuck with me. So it's, um, it, I think uh, a lot of your customer base would agree with me with uh, the quality of your beers, and that's why it uh, goes off the shelves just as quick as what you put it on it. Oh, well, thanks very much for that. Um, yeah, as we were talking earlier, we uh, do uh, a lot of work to try and get that to be the best that we can do on the gear we've got because um, we do have you know, small equipment. Uh, we do get variability in our beers, but we also take a long time to get a beer out So because I want it to be... Yeah, we're not going to release hundreds of beers, so the ones we do release, we want to make sure that they're, they're good quality. Sure. No. Well, uh, what really got you into wanting to make beers? Obviously, oh, you've got a... That's a long story. <laughs> yeah, I, and, that, and that's, that's why I asked. I, I feel like it's... Uh, we, we need to, the listeners sort of really want to be informed of the backstory. It makes a part of the, yeah. the experience sure. of your beers. So. Yeah, sure. Well, like all stories I've heard, um, 
obviously I'm an engineer. Uh, I went to university um, as part of that, and I'm talking early 90s, uh, late 80s, early 90s. And uh, we used to try and save money, and to do that we used to, even back then there was the old uh, Cooper's kits that you buy, the tin stuff. Um, I took a liking to doing that. Um, and, yeah, you know, we were making beers for what, 15 cents type stuff. It tastes terrible, but it got us pissed, right? So then we'd go out to the pub and then we'd have the proper beers. So it was always a pre-drink pre, pre -drink thing and, you know, it's, oh, it's Blighty's, uh, you know, Blighty's beer. And, oh, if you can drink it, you'll be good. And, <laughs> yes, and because it was so variable, um, because we didn't have temperature control or anything like that, we had all sorts of stuff going on. So, um, so the beers were, yeah... Oh, mostly shit, but they were good. <laughs> that was good fun. Yeah. So from that, um, a, a bit of time went by and I ended up working at SPC for a while. So I started as a draftee there and ended up running projects. But what that exposed me to was processing and, and also travelling overseas. And I just remember, it was probably about 2004, I went over to Germany uh, to look at some kit that we were buying. And um, we were taken out mm -hmm. everywhere. And everywhere we went in Germany, there was this little, little brew pub, uh, little picnic areas that were um, on on every town. So you go in there and there'll be a, a, a little brewery just there, just doing their own thing with a picnic area, food, you know, the German sausages and all that, yep. and their own lagers and whatever, and they were only specific to that town. Um, so that got me thinking, oh, that's great. One day, one day, right? And then, so lo and behold, a bit more time went by and now I'm working at uh, Aspire and uh, still in engineering. But then had like a little bit of a scare with um, some health issues probably six, seven years ago. And, you know, I was, I can't remember how old I'm now, but about, you know, mid-40s. And I thought, oh, I've got to do something. You know, I've always been working for someone, actually want to try something. So what happened was we, or well, what happened, I did, um, was just look into the beer again because I love doing it. And then I found out quite quickly that the um, homebrew kits had improved tremendously. So... I was looking at originally just doing the bucket thing again, and then I was looking, and then I just saw, I just did a bit of homework, and then I saw like grain and grape in Melbourne and those other places. The I know, and yeah, the they had all these. I'm going, oh, that's interesting. Um, then I just researched a bit more, and then end up uh, uh, my wife and I, well, she agreed to uh, allow me to buy buy one. So I end up saying, look, this was buy a fifty liter one because that'll give me plenty of beer to drink. So I ended up buying a Hefeweizen kit off them as well, did the first one, stuffed it up completely. Uh, when it came out of the uh, fermenter before we chilled it, it tasted like Barney Bananas, and, oh, God, it didn't work. But anyway, so we chilled it down, and even with all the errors we made, the beer was pretty good. I was surprised. I was going, wow. So that gave me the confidence, right, eh? Then, then, we started, then I started just doing more research, more trials, more mucking around with it. And then, then, then finally ended up doing, you know, make up my own recipe, you know, based on someone else's. And then you start, then you start looking right into it and you start making your own recipes. So that's how it's kind of evolved. Um, and to get to this point, um, probably we've been around four or five years now, uh, it really started by just sending some of these out to parties to our mates. And they were drinking it and... Uh, and the first thing is, oh, not homebrew. And then they, and then they try. <laughs> From the university. Yeah, the university. You've yeah. given them PTSD. Yeah, that's it. And they, and they took a squig and they were surprised. And I was even getting comments back from people who took to their party and other people out of town. They were saying, oh, where do you get this beer from? This is really good. Where do you get it from? And that's kind of gave me the confidence to say, right, let's have a look at this. Yep. And then just work through – because being with um, both companies – 
normally work at. I understand how to put things together from a processing point of view and I also understand how to put things together from a business point of view. So it kind of gave me the confidence to go, right, I just need to get some money together and then work through how, what, what do we need to do, how are we going to step this up as we grow, um, don't overdo it um, and just remind yourself it is a hobby business to start with. So that's sure. where we end up today. It's still a hobby business, my primary income still dictates the time we've got to do this. Um, yeah. But it's saying that we've got a lot of pressure from everyone wanting, wanting us to grow. And like you said today, where's your beers? Where's your beers? Oh, um, yeah, we've, we're trying to get there. It's, yeah. it's just difficult to get that balance. So. That, that scalability too, yeah. I think, like really being able to meet demand as yep. it grows. Yeah. Like you have to sort of grow with it. Yep. And there's only so many hours in a day. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's no doubt mm. that, uh, you know, I think everyone faces those challenges, but they're probably just more prevalent in that transition that you guys are um, in at the moment. Yeah, because there's definitely some step-ups as you go through the equipment um, for what you pay for. Um, yeah, I can see, yeah, different volume levels means different things and different costs. And obviously, the bigger you go, the cheaper you can make your beer. Yeah, uh, but, but then there's a lot of upfront capital and there's exactly. a lot of things People that People shy away from that too, yeah, don't they? Uh, and, it, and uh, you know... I was hearing all the things at the start when I was looking into it. Oh, oh let's, let's go and set up a brewery. Yeah, it's got, it can't be that hard. Well, it is actually quite hard because it's not – even though the passion is for the brewing the beer and doing that, what what gets everyone, and I'm not the first to say this, is all the other stuff that goes with the it. Licensing, the licensing. The licensing, the business, the reporting, the accounting, uh, the marketing, um, you know, the quality – uh, the testing, the it, and the, it just goes on and on and on. So yeah, it, although on the weekends we would brew a beer, the rest of the week when I get home from my normal job, of oh god, a tax return for excise this week, or I've got to report back into the government on something else, or now nah, we've got a festival coming up, so I've got to organise everything. Have we got all the supplies? Then I've got to order all the material. It's just that's that's the element that takes a lot of time. Yeah, it's not hard work. It just takes time. So the fun bit of brewing and making new recipes. It's probably only a really small part of that, but that's the passionate bit. And the other bit I love is like meeting people and yep. chatting to people about beers and creating that conversation. But yeah, I just love doing that. So, so good. Yeah. So, how many of you is actively again? Was it the really sort of? Yeah. So there's on? four business partners, um, yep. and two of us are active, and two are kind of silent in yep. it. Um, and one of the guys uh, who's active comes with, comes out with me, Scotty. Um, he comes out regularly. Yep. Um, and helps brew and is basically my assistant. Uh, then family members just come out after that if we've got big orders and things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's it's pretty much a, a lone ranger type thing. So yeah, but it's but I love I love it to be quite yeah. honest. Mm. No, so good. Mm. I, I just can't get over like we're we're sitting you know on this lovely uh, Chesterfield couch. You know, the grain's over there. you got the mill right next to us with the pink blanket. <laughs> it's just being in the middle of it all, you know. It's, yeah. it's uh, quite admirable, uh, you know, what you guys have created. Um, I did uh, an interview with uh, Roy Lever and Doug Brooke, as I mentioned to you, yep. um, and their partnership come out of COVID, obviously, um, putting their strengths together. Both of them are in a difficult time, and the partnership has no doubt, you know, prospered and has continued to do so thereafter. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what you guys do in the future. I know we can't really talk much on that, but, you know, 
I'll be keeping a close eye on, yeah. on, on that side. Well, I can say we're trying to get, uh, obviously, people out here. Um, we see that as a priority. Yep. Um, we've got, obviously, you can see we've got plenty of room. Um, we've just got to meet some compliance issues for um, toilets and things like that, which, unfortunately, they cost a lot of money and there's no real payback on them. But in saying that, um, we'd like to get a beer garden out here um, and just for people to come out here had a cow, had a donkey, whatever it is, um, and just and make it more a family-orientated uh, uh, place. And then you just, uh, as I said, I'll show you at the back later of what our plans are, but you'll see that you can see like Dookie Hills, open paddocks, cows over there, donkeys over there, and, and it's quiet. Like it's just a chill-out place. And that's what we want to aim to show. Um, and then obviously if it grows from that, we'll put another shed in, put some proper food in, things like that. Um, but it's all that stepping process of yep. expansion. So. It's, um, I think, that way too, like you st you're staying true to your name and your branding. I know Mog Brew, for instance, have made the transition down to Melbourne. Mm. So I, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with their, I think it's called Brugger. They've sort of partnered up with a restaurant down in Melbourne. Yep. Um, and it'd be good to pick their brain at the Bendigo Beer Fest yep. in a week and a half's time. Yep. But, yeah, it's good uh, that you're sort of sticking true to your values um, on that sense. Yeah. Just your you skews. How many beers are in your core range? Um, we've got three that we generally put out. So yeah. it's a smash pale ale, um, which is called the Almorado, as you know, and yeah. that's purely based on an Amarillo hop. Um, and um, that was really our first release. It was a really simple beer, but... In being simple, it's complex, if you know what I mean by that. Um, yep. They're not easy Swanky, to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarecrow Swanky that. Scarecrow, the gold nail has been a massive hit um, with at the food store, um, continually requesting more and more of it. Um, that seems to be the uh, go-to uh, beer for people in Shepparton area. Um, there is, you know, there's still that traditional and mainstream beer that people like. Uh, we haven't strayed too much from that, as you can tell from our yeah. main ones, just to get some traction. Uh, and then we had a more fruity, um, the Four Bellowing Donkeys, which was the more fruity, uh, uh, more solid pale ale. Yep. And then after that, we've had a whole heap of trial ones. So lemon cow -oo? Yeah, lemon cow which was our take on lemon cello. Um, I, I rated that. Did you? Oh, I, I didn't mind it. I honestly thought that that would go really well in a boiler maker yep. in a Mexican restaurant. Yep. I could yep. see, like, you yeah, could yeah. punch down a few burritos yeah, where you, yeah. you know. Had yeah, that, one was, that one's an interesting one because we... Uh, yeah, it, that's an occasion beer. So we knew we weren't going to sell a lot of that. Um, and it kind of freaks people out. But then they try it, like you said. And um, they either like it or you don't like it. And But it's it's a, a specific thing that you have to – that beer goes with. Um, but we've had all sorts of stuff like – well, we did a good saison there um, called the Hay Shed. That was one in the first four packs. Um, we did a thing called milk beer. Um, it's not really milk beer. but That it was the blue label. The blue label, yeah, it looked, looked like the blue uh, jug of yeah. milk. Um, and all that was was um, a pale ale with some lactose in it, really, and we just played on the name. Um, so, yeah, that was a really nice beer, um, but we're having trouble actually replicating that. So <laughs> that's, why, yeah. that's why you haven't seen it again. So because we've made it probably six or seven times, but we haven't quite nailed what that was at that time. So, yeah, so we're still working on that one. Um then we've done a couple of light ones which didn't go out to market. Uh, so we're pretty close to probably releasing a 3, 3%, 3.5%. Uh, midi. Midi, yeah. hazy, uh, tight style of beer. Yeah, um, nice. 
as I suggested before, we've been working on the uh, NEPA range. We've had a few technical issues with Love that. a NEPA. Yeah. Up, at, oh, when, uh, up in Mountain Culture, it's my favourite brewery oh, by yeah. far. Yeah. You know, DJ and Harriet absolutely kill it. Yeah, yeah. They, they do a really good job, really like their beers. Yeah. So we've tr- we're just got a few technical issues because of the gear we use trying to get that to work uh, consistently. Just, we can make it, we can make it, it's just not consistent. And then I've pulled out an old recipe of one of the first ones, not far from the Hefeweizen. Uh, which is a summer ale. Um, so that we that's, were talking about before. Yeah, that's so six percent. Yeah, about around. Oh, I can't quite remember exactly. Six point two something percent. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of a story around that one. When I first made that, my son had, you know, he was in his early twenties, come around with his mates, all been a bit smart, and ah, oh, dad, get the homebrew once again. Uh, and then uh, they started drinking that beer, and um, one of the guys was standing there and goes, "Oh, well, this beer's really nice." It's only a light though, isn't it? And I said, no, 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 mate. It's it's like six percent. He goes, oh, oh, that explains me ears burning. It was just chuffing them down as quick <laughs> yeah. as like a midi, and Knocking I'm thinking, wow, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we've had a few people taste the, this one, this actual batch, and they're all saying the same thing. It was really nice, really easy drinking, but yeah, it's got that kick in it. So, but yeah. you, that you don't realise. And that that's the beauty. Like I know a lot of people shy away from you know the the micro brews, but. No doubt if you were to put that against the VB have just released, what's it, an XV? Yeah, I saw that come out the other day. You know, mm. I, no doubt it tastes like dog shit. Oh, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> had it yet, pro- but yeah. <laughs> if it's anything like the VB, yeah. I know what I'd be picking out of the two, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Have you found, um, obviously, from a retail point of view, you're uh, in the food store in Tala. Mm. Um, has that really elevated or given you that promotion? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, it does because they've kindly put us on top of the beer list. So underneath it was uh, Beechworth Pale Ale. Yep. And we're outselling. Who were in Gabs too. Yeah. Uh, Gabs Hottest 100. Yeah, so we're outselling them. Wow. So at that venue, of course, I'm not yeah. claiming that we're anything like them, but um, yeah, so that was really promising. And um, so they're, our, they're the ones that kind of helped us launch because we were. Bloody nervous, and it, was, and it was like October before COVID. Was it Ed? Yeah, Ed. That helps you. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, they they come out here the same thing. They wanted something different, something local. They heard about us on the grapevine because we don't promote anything, as you know. Yep. Um, and uh, then we did the four pack. I think we did thirty of them, and I was just so stressed about, oh my god, what's this? This is this is the make or break moment. And they sold within what, the afternoon because there's only bugger all packs. And then the feedback after that was like, oh, more, more police, more. Yeah. And that kind of, yeah, then we we're off and running then. But it was just that we were probably, oh, I was probably holding back on releasing because I was just so nervous about the whole thing. But then they kind of pushed and said, no, come on, just release everything as a, as a, as a trial so that you can pull it back. And if it's no good, you just, it doesn't matter. And I thought, like, okay, that's a good idea. So we did and, yeah, enough we right. And then since then... Yeah, they, uh, they've been selling our Almorado sell there reasonably well, but they don't really promote those as well. They've got that fridge set aside there, as you know. Yeah. And, um, but we're on tap actually at the back of the vault at the moment, so uh, the gold nails, uh, yeah, out, out there. Um, but yeah, they're they're a really good, been a really good customer for us, and without them, we wouldn't be where we were today. And even and, their customer base too, like yeah. having the ability to afford something, you know, maybe a bit better than a, yeah. a northern, especially from a price point. Yeah. I think that would definitely give you the yeah. reassurance. Yeah, it does, especially after that feedback. Yeah, I wish I was making the money they were making on it, but that's okay. <laughs> but that, no, but look, that's all part of it. That's uh, I, 
they've been fantastic to us and supporting us. And uh, same with Chaz Cold, another one. Uh, yeah, Will, yeah, Will does a great job oh, supporting awesome. the local he blues. He's awesome. Eh? Um, we continue to run out of there. Um, but when you look at it, we are also competing against a lot of other people. And as you said, like mountain cultures and the bolters of the world. Yeah, but even the, the mm. local breweries, obviously mm. you've got Wildlife, James mm. and Reese do a terrific yep. job, but that's their full-time job. Yeah, that's right. Whereas, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're competing in the likes of those guys. Um, obviously Matt and Dana at Shep Brewery yep. as well. Yep. You know, it's their full-time job. So I think what you're doing, comparatively speaking, it's... Yeah. Don't worry. I'm just freaking out. Like, imagine if you <laughs> devoted all your time, like, the, the shit oh, you'd be getting done. Don't worry, horrible. I've been asked... <laughs> I don't, don't know how many times I've been asked that. So, um, yeah, the, the issue I've got is I really enjoy what I do now and I've kind of set myself up for retirement, I guess, in 10 years' time. But in saying that, I don't think I'll be working full-time in 10 years' time. So that's where this... This, this whole thing has been about starting slow, growing, growing it, don't owe anyone any money, just keep building it slowly, slowly, do what we want to do, and then once we're ready to retire or semi-retire, that's when it will kick in. Yeah, and it's probably mm. good that you've taken that, taken that approach. Obviously, it's um, in the media at the moment of, uh, with Tribe mm. and Ballistic mm. going into admin, uh, two massive operations, what, both in Newcastle? Yeah. Or New South Wales, New rather. South Wales, yeah. um, you know, when the bank owns X amount of percent of yeah. what you're operating, and interest yeah. rates are going up, so it's yeah. probably that organic growth that you're doing. It's yeah, and and that we've deliberate, as you know, we've deliberately done that, and it's tailored to the available hours we got. You know, you exactly said that before. If I spent more time on it, yeah, it'd be obviously a lot bigger than what it is now. Um, but in saying that, yeah, um, don't want to overdo it. Realising our market is local, um, although in saying that, we've had a lot of people ringing up for stuff um, outside the area, um, but with that comes other challenges, obviously, um, about supply, about time, about employment, all that kind of stuff, it just and transport and things like that. So we haven't really experienced that yet, and we're probably a bit naive in that area, but um, in saying that, um, yeah, the support from the local community here, uh, through, from council through the everyone has been absolutely fantastic so and that's been the pleasure about it is that i deliberately didn't want it to be a stress thing i wanted it to be a fun thing and all the people that are involved in it um uh, have contributed some way and uh um but yeah like the fun the best things are going to festivals and meeting people and yeah that that's like that one at ship where we had that first one we ever did like we were blown away by that and everyone was just coming up uh yeah, we were having a great time. We were right next to the music too, which helped. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really good. So, like, there's a lot of support, and and it's interesting when I tell people, oh, you know, at, at my job or I'm in a in a big room with a heap of um, government people, and oh yeah, what did you get up to in the weekend? Oh, we went to a festival, and oh yeah, what did you go? That no, no, I brewed beer and actually went there, and they're going what? <laughs> yeah, it's just that that alone, and then all of a sudden that's, that creates a conversation piece, and. And that's the thing I found the most is um, this leads to a lot of conversations and a lot of meeting people and it just breaks down the, you know, everyone's walls, especially after I've had a few, as you, as you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, yeah still, still want to comment about that, that first one you did. I thought it was so funny when you... You see get, me getting progressively yeah, progressively drunk. pissed. And I was just laughing your head off when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go for a nap. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, that's what this is about. It's having a bit of fun doing something we actually like doing, but also talking and 
meeting people and seeing people enjoy themselves. I think that's that's what I get out of it. So good. So uh, as far as festivals, any upcoming dates or? Yeah, so we're going to Swan Hill this Saturday. So that's a pretty big one. I was just talking to the lady before. They've got about uh, they've got twelve hundred sales already, and so they reckon they should get around two thousand people there. So that's yeah, wow. that's a massive. Um, so there's only three breweries there too. So we should have a good day out there. Um, then we're going to taste the Golden uh, down in Seymour in April. Um, and we've kind of limited ourselves. Yeah, we're not going to Bendigo uh, or a few of those other ones just yet. Um, but yeah, in time, we're just selecting which ones we like to go. Our preference is for the local, smaller type ones, not the bigger ones, uh, because there's enough big players in there. Um, and as you know from our socials, we don't post socials because as soon as we do that, and because we're so small, our beer sells out, and it's a bit embarrassing, to be quite honest. So, so we'd rather not <laughs> just go our own way at the moment. Um, just let it tick away. Just let it tick away, word of mouth. Uh, yeah, we get calls, or oh, where can I get your beer, or we get a text, and we just tell them. Um, but as you know, right today, we've got no beer. Um, I've only got a couple of kegs left for the weekend. So this weekend's a big brew weekend, um, and start yeah, getting some stuff back into the marketplace. Uh, I guess so. Oh, so good. Mm. Um, obviously, we we can't really touch on the socials, but if people want to reach out, um, yeah. where can they do so? Yeah, so that's at the three legged cow. I think is our tagline, yeah. um, and that's for all. That's same for uh, Facebook and um, Instagram. Um, I'm not real good on them. Uh, my daughter kind of corrects me and, and does some of the posts for me. So yeah. uh, I'd st- still struggle with trying to answer things and see how it works. But yeah, we're, we're definitely looking at it. Our webpage is under construction still. It's been two years, but anyway, it's under construction. So it's not that's far fine. away either. Keep the scaffolding up. <laughs> yeah, keep right? the scaffolding up. <laughs> uh, so that's not far away from launching as well. And then yeah. we might, and then I think our first thing is going to be trying to get some online sales and also maybe just open up the door here uh, for... Uh, just sales at the door because we can't have people here as we discussed earlier. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and just keep progressing those little steps all the time. Sure. Um, but, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, obviously um, the details are on both of those. Um, and, yeah, if they need beer direct, just send us an email or something um, and go from there. So, Awesome. Mm. Awesome, Jeremy. Well, uh, thanks for your time. No problem. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks, guys. Cheers. See ya. Bye.